Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to our Sunday service. I see some new faces, I believe. I don't believe I've seen any before. And we certainly welcome our guests and hope that we make you feel welcome. And you'll want to come back and be a part of our services each Sunday. So certainly we welcome you today. I'm glad to have you with us. Uh, this being the third Sunday of our Advent, uh, soon be Christmas. I know it's a busy time of the season, a lot of things going on, but uh, certainly it's a season that does bring us the joy that uh, Christ brings to us. Before we get into our service today, uh, who do we need to remember in our prayer request today? Okay, good to have Brenda back with us and uh, pray that uh, her health problems will soon subside and she'll be back to her old self again. Not have to be worrying about doctor visits and all this that goes with it. Others? Remember Sam Remember Sammy and Carl? Janie, okay, no, I missed her, uh, so remember the Weems family. Okay, sure will. Others? The Cooks haven't been here in a while, have you heard anything? No, I went by their house, well, when I came by your house, I, I just left their house and they wasn't home. And I left a note, or well, one of the cards that I'd check back later, and I uh, hadn't, that was what, Friday, Thursday, Friday, when I was out at your house. Thursday, okay, so. Uh, anyway, I got to check back with them and see what, uh, if there's any sickness or anything that, uh, problems that they're having. So, remember, Peggy and Bonnie, yes. Ronnie, Ronnie Greer, okay. Now, did you uh, mention him once before, or somebody had? I thought that name sounded familiar, and I told you, I knew Ronnie Greer, but of course, he's a judge. I don't know if that wasn't the same one, so. Uh, Ronnie Greer, I remember this one, and of course, Barbara's normal family, and Jean, Jean Lamb still doing okay. Progress, it may be slow, but it does seem like there's some progress there with her. So, continue to remember Barbara's needs and Jean Lamb and, of course, Ronnie Greer. Carla, I guess you're still the same, though. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, Too often we take things for granted. So remember Hubert and Helen and his uh, nephew out in Houston that uh, things will go good for them. 
Harrison's Irene. Uh, She's still very good today. Okay, remember Irene, that uh, she'll be getting better. Remember Warren, she's got to have some surgery on Friday. Lauren, okay. Remember her, she goes to the surgical procedure that will be doing, be with their doctors also, say uh, God will just guide their hands and uh, give them the wisdom to uh, carry out this procedure with no uh, complications. So remember, Lauren, are there others? Our nation and our government, as they make the decisions that affect us every day, sometimes the decisions aren't too smart, but they make them anyway. Somebody over here. Uh, Did you say cat? Cat. Cat, okay. So that's the death and that. So remember this. I know uh, death at this time of year is, well, death anytime is rough. But during the holiday seasons, I mentioned Dark Pleasant Hill. My mother passed away on December the 5th. So it sort of uh, takes away from the uh, Christmas holiday season when you do have a death this close to the holidays. So it's... Uh, Remember the Kite family as they go through this uh, loss and uh, they'll get the, their life back uh, as quickly as possible. So are there others? Remember uh, Ronnie and Alita? They continue to, uh, their health will continue to improve and they'll be able to be back with us as quickly as possible. And we miss them and uh, look forward to have them in our midst, but uh, I know health is uh, something that can uh, throw some monkey wrenches into your plans and life, so let's continue to remember all those. Remember the ones in the nursing home, uh, Tove and uh, Irene, I've not gotten by see the years yet. I've, I've got the name and room number here ready to go. <laughs> So Tuesday and Thursday would be the best. Right. Okay. So I'll, I'll make a note of that. So I'll uh, yeah. go on those two, one of those two days. Okay. Are there others? Any unspoken requests? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, as we again gather into your holy sanctuary of mercy and grace, we come thankful for many, many blessings, but also, Father, we come with burdens that we carry concerning our loved ones who may be sick, health problems, those who are facing operations, those who have gone through operations and now are in the therapy uh, of recovering. We pray, Father, for those who may be financially stressed at this time, those who may have questions in which they have no answer, that they only need your wisdom and your direction as to how to handle the situation to bring it to a close where they can resolve their situation. But, Father, we come burdened more than ever for those who have no 
place for your son in their heart. Especially this time of year when we celebrate the joy and the happiness that comes with living the life that he has planned for us. And yet we see others who, for whatever reason, reject and have no place for you or your son in their life. Father, we just pray that in some way we might be able to reach, to change their mind and see an attitude adjustment in which they would realize just what you offer and what you can do for them and get them involved in a church somewhere where they could come to know the joy that Christ brings to everyone. Father, we pray for this church, this congregation, as we continue to reach out in this community and to be your voice, the shining light that you tell us that we are, that we might be in some way able to bring someone out of the darkness into the light and we can see their involvement, maybe not in this, this church, but Father, just whatever church would be their choice. We just pray that we might be able to reach them and to help them along the way. We ask that you would be with this church and the different activities that we have planned in the coming weeks as we close out this year and prepare for the coming year 2016. And as our youth prepare to go to resurrection uh, early next month, that this will be a time for them to draw closer to you and to come and place more emphasis in their commitment to just what you offer and what you do for them. So, Father, we just ask that you would bless our youth and our uh, adults who will be accompanying them on this uh, trip to resurrection. Father, we pray for other things happening here in this church as we gather next week for the Christmas program. We just, again, ask that you would bless the youth and the ones who will be presenting the program and those who come to be uh, a participant in the sanctuary just to watch and enjoy what these children are presenting to us. Father, we have so much to be thankful for. We owe it all to you and your son for all of the blessings that you have given to each one of us. We thank you, Father, as we praise you and honor you today. All these things we ask in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If our ushers will come forward at this time, we will receive our morning tithes and offerings. Father, again today, we thank you for this offering that we are receiving in your son's name. We're just thankful that we are in this small way in heaven, able to help someone who may be down on their luck this time of year. Father, you have done so much for us. Now may we, in this small way, 
be able to help someone as we receive this offering in the name of your Son. And we receive it, Father, as we give thanks, praise, and glory for everything you and your Son have done for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today being the third Sunday of our Advent, and the candle that we lit today is indicative of the joy that we find in Christmas, the joy that God brings to us through His Son. And today I want to read to you from the uh, ninth chapter of Isaiah, two verses, six and seven. For it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David, and upon his kingdom to order it, and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. The word of God for the people of God. And may God add his blessing to the reading of his word. As I said, today is the third Sunday of Advent, which is joy. Uh, the joy that we find uh, by serving God by obeying God and doing the things that he uh, asked us to do to uh, be a life example to those that we come in contact with so that we may be able to uh, in some way uh, influence, be the influence that would maybe uh, help some lost soul come to know just what God has done for each one of us and also able to tell them or to show them by the way we live our lives that God offers to them this same joy and excitement and uh, enthusiasm that we find, especially uh, this time of the year. Uh, you know, uh, we sing the song, Joy to the World. And 
Sometimes you wonder, why do we sing that song just at Christmas time? Could not this be a song that we could sing every day of the year? Because what does the song say? It says, the Lord has come, or is come. So isn't that true of every day? That God is with us every day. So it should be a joy to us. We should be able to sing it every day. July the 4th, Thanksgiving Day, Memorial Day, whatever. The joy is still there that God has brought to us through his son. So when we sing joy to the world, just at Christmas time, let's sort of remember. It's a song that we could sing every day of the year and be truthful in the thought that's behind it. Because there is the joy. Because God has sent his son to be here for us, to lead and guide us through whatever troubles, trials, tribulations we may be going through. We have an advocate who is there for us. And why don't we go to him more often than what we do? This world would be a lot better off, a better place, if more and more people would remember and consider that every day God is there with us to lead and to guide us. But we talk about joy at this time of year. And you look around and you read the headlines in the newspapers. You, you hear the news on the uh, radio or TV. And you ask, where is the joy? Why, why is this world in such a condition that it's in? If God is in the midst of us, why are we acting the way we are? Why are we doing the things we're doing? We look around us and we see troubles all over the world. Any spot you want to point to on the map, you can just almost indicate that there's some kind of uprising or some kind of disorder going on in that particular spot. So where's the joy? This time of year, we see people losing their jobs, especially as we look at the people a little bit north of here in the uh, coal industry, the number of people that are losing their jobs here at this time of year when Christmas is up on them. And they wonder, what kind of Christmas are we going to have? Where's the joy for those? We look around us and we see all of this racial tensions that's going on. What, what brought that about? Why, why can't we live together as Christ wants us to or had planned for us to? But yet we see racism being, I guess, the most common word that we see today. You say anything at all, and you're in danger of being called a racist. Where did this all come from? That's not, that's not coming from God. That's not coming from 
his son. So where's the joy as we see all of this tension being uttered by these people wanting to promote certain ideas or ways? And I guess the worst thing we see that brings us no joy is the word of God is being rejected more and more. More and more people are turning away from the church. More and more people are disobeying what God's word here has for them. They, they never open. They never know what God has planned for them because they never open the Bible to read and see just what it is he wants them to do or how he wants them to do it. They're more concerned about doing things their way than they are God's way. And they wind up making things a mess. It would be so simple if you would just take your problems to the Lord from the very start and let him lead you and let him advise you and show you how to go. But we don't do that. So where's the joy in not, not listen to the word of God to live our life by, wanting to do it our way instead of God's way. And we know what our way will finally lead us to. The path of destruction. The pathway to hell. So this should be a time in which we should be overjoyed because we have so much to be thankful for. We have so much to look to and say, look what God has given to me. Look what God has allowed me to achieve. Not look what I have done, as most people want to take credit for what God has done, but let's give God credit for our successes. Recognize where our strength comes from. Recognize who it is that leads and guides us each day. Let's show the joy that we should have this time of year. So, it's a good thing to have this joy with us because in uh, Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10 it says, Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. God is there to help us. He is there to lead us and to guide us. He is there to, at our lowest point, when things get to where we think it can't get any worse, God is there to lift us up and to bring us up out of the valley, up to the top of the mountain, if we will only let him do it. And I ask you this morning, where would you be? What would you do? How would you do if you didn't have God to go to and to give you the strength and the advice and the encouragement to do things his way? Where would you go? What would you do? How would you do it? There's no other way. There is, well, there is a way, yes. There's the way of the world. There's your way. But that's not the right way. That's not the way that's going to bring you the joy and happiness that you're seeking. That's not the way that's going to bring you the eternal life that you're striving for. That only God can promise and give to you. Too many people 
for whatever reason, they refuse to seek God's way, to seek his will for them. And they're willing to do it their way. So as we welcome the birth of Christ in a couple of weeks with joy and gladness, we also go to the 15th chapter of Luke, verse 7, where it says, There will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. Remember the Psalm 99 where this one lost sheep got away from the fold and God went out seeking that one. That's how important you are to God. That when you stray, when you get off course, when you get off of that beaten path, God is there to come to you, to bring you back, to bring you back into the fold. Remember, we talk about that uh, when a lost person comes and repents of their sin, how much celebration there is in heaven. The angels are rejoicing because of one lost soul that come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Does that tell you how important you are to God? How much you mean to him? And if you mean that much to him, doesn't that tell you also that he will do anything and everything he can to make your life as joyful and as pleasant as possible? But why do we refuse? Why do we not go to him in these situations? Why do we try to do things our way? We talk about some of the reasons may be pride or our ego. We we, we think it's a sign of weakness that we admit that we can't do everything ourselves and the way we want to do it. It's not a sign of weakness. To me, it's a sign of strength, a sign of recognizing where my help lies and who I can go to whenever and wherever he may be. So don't be negligent in asking God's help for whatever. It doesn't matter how small the problem may be or how big it may be. Give, let God help you. Let him show you the way. Let him give you the answer. And you'll never be sorry. You'll never go wrong. Now, all this brings joy. Just think of the disappointment. If we see all of this joy over one lost person coming and repenting, just think how much disappointment. On the other hand, it gives God to see his people not coming to him, not asking him to lead them, not asking him to show them the way, not asking him to give them the strength to overcome. Sure, it's got to be disappointing. After all he has done, give his only son to die for each one of us, and then we don't, we don't take advantage of it, we don't go to him. It's got to be disappointing. So, why do we 
Why do we refuse? Because John 16, verse 24 says, Ask and you will receive, that your joy may be full. Over and over, God tells us in his word here that if we will only ask, if we will come in prayer and supplication, if we knock on the door, he will answer. So why don't we knock? What are we waiting for? This is a wonderful time of the year. It's a time in which we show our happiness. We show our appreciation that we have a Savior who was willing to die for us. But what happens January 1st? Why do we forget? Why do we forget all this joy that we have been showing these two or three weeks leading up to Christmas? Where does it all go? Why aren't we as joyful and as happy in January as we are in December when we're celebrating this glorious birth of God's Son, Jesus Christ? Why does it why does it fade away so quick? God has a lot to give to us. But people, we have a lot to give to him. And sometimes I feel like we fail to do it. We are negligent in doing what needs to be done. to show him just how much we do love and care for him. Because the life that we live, and we talked a minute ago, a few minutes ago, about trying to influence someone that may not have Christ in their life, what greater way, what better way can we do or use than to be an example by the way we live our life. The things that people see us do every day. You may not think about it, but it, it registers in their head. Well, I saw John or Susie or whoever. And it just it made me realize how happy they were. How much joy they had how much confidence they had in knowing that no matter how deep the valley may be that they're in, no matter how much trouble, how much sorrow may be there for them, their, their joy comes from knowing that Christ is there to bring them up out of the pit, bring them up out of the darkness, and to put them back where they need to be, where they want to be. So as we go out into this world of darkness, into the world of people that have no place as of right now for Christ in their life, let us remember 
The things that we do may be simple to us, may not even ring a bell in our mind as to what we're doing. But every action we do, everything we do, everything we say, to someone, it is implanting a thought into their mind. And the thing that we want to plant in their minds is how much joy, what joy comes from knowing Christ, how much joy we get from serving Christ, how much joy we get from being in his house on Sunday morning or Wednesday night or whatever the occasion may be. How much joy does it bring to us? How much, how much can we show people just what God means to them or to us? Help us to be that messenger. Help us to carry the word out before it needs to be. And I know we all have enough prospects in our neighborhood, yes, in our family, that need to hear these words of encouragement, need to know or to see these signs of joy, and let them know where your joy comes from, where your joy lies. And that same joy is there available to each one of them if they will only come and give their life to Jesus Christ. Let him be the source of their strength, their determination. Let him be the joy that they can be proud to tell others about. So on this Christmas season, as we near the day in which we will celebrate that night in Bethlehem when Christ was born, let us be aware of how we are influencing other people, the things that we're doing, the the way that we're living, and let's share with them. Let them know where your joy lies. And it can be there for them too. So today, as we close out, that would be the question that we would have. If you don't know this joy, if you haven't come to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, again, I would ask, what are you waiting for? What is it going to take? What stands between you and Christ? That's the thing we've got to clear up. That's the thing that we've got to get out of our head. Whatever it is, if there's anything that's keeping you from knowing and accepting Jesus Christ, we've got to eliminate that. And so today as we sing our invitational hymn, this is your invitation to come to the altar for any reason you may have, whatever it may be, in order to speak one-on-one to Jesus Christ who is 
here at this altar waiting and ready to speak and talk to you. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today will be a wonderful day to put that in your past and come to know the joy that God brings <coughs> to you and to his children. As we sing... 219, 217 in the coach. 217. This is your invitation to come. First class first. First class first. <laughs> Father, as we come to you today, we come with joy and thankfulness for your son, Jesus Christ, and everything he does and has given to each one of us. But Father, we know that he still has much more in store for us, and we're just thankful that we can turn to him anytime, no matter what the need may be, that when we call upon his name, that he has an ear hearing what our needs are. And he has a loving heart to answer each and every prayer according to his will, his time schedule. So, Father, we thank you today as we near the day that we celebrate the birth of your son, that we might continue spreading that joy and reaching out to those who are still living in darkness that we might change some person and bring them to know your son, Jesus Christ, as their Lord and Savior. We ask that you would continue to bless this church and this congregation. Help us to serve this community and each family that's a member and attends this church. As we go out into this world, let us be the example that you would have us to be. We ask that you would bless the activities of the coming weeks, be with the children, the youth as they prepare and uh, do the program next Sunday, be with the young ones as they go to resurrection, that this will be a time, a time that will change their life in some way and will draw them closer to you. Now, Father, we just ask that we leave this building this morning, go to our respective homes that you would continue to lead and guide and bless each one of us that you have in the past and bring us back, Father, into your house at the next appointed time. It's our prayer today. 
As we ask all of these things in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.